Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. If you review podcasts tied to streaming services like HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, what have you, yada yada, so on and so forth. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two been this week? This last week, I should say. Uh, been okay. What about you, Maya? Uh, pretty, bu- pretty good. Uh, pretty busy. Um, you know, we had our normal D&D Tuesday again yesterday, which was great. Uh as of recording this, of course, publishing day, that would have been several days ago by now. Uh, I'm really excited because tomorrow I'm going to get laser hair removal done on my face and neck. So I no longer, well, it's the beginning of no longer having to shave. Uh, You know, the whole transition process has been an exciting and rewarding process. and also, at times, scary process, but this is one that I'm definitely excited about. Uh, of course, it takes eight sessions for the th- for it to become uh, totally effective and basically permanent. But tomorrow's session one, and that's the biggest one. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's just, it's going to going to be a day i'm excited about it though yeah i was like that's definitely exciting definitely moving towards what you want so yeah yeah and then uh this weekend uh my brother-in-law uh sean he came over and i laid out a wiring diagram and he uh pretty much did most of the work uh you know, uh, installed these these light kits on my shelves in my collection room and absolutely love how it turned out. He did a fantastic job. And uh, you guys have seen the pictures online and everything. It just looks so much better in person, though. Uh, so had a productive, productive week. And uh, Madison started Virtual Academy yesterday. Uh, so, you know, she's getting back into the swing of things for the fall semester. Uh, so yeah, things are going well here. How have you been, Greg? Uh, been better. Uh, as we were talking about the pre-show, they had a family uh, emergency, if you will, and uh, not going to get into that for privacy reasons. But um, that's been a that's been a thing. And then of course the fires. Fires yeah. have been. Like as a matter of fact, I'm, I I, pr- I probably need to close my window because it's getting a little smoky in my room. Like, it smells like a fucking campfire in my room right now. But, um, just get some s'mores and pretend. Smells <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, however, the other thing that's going on right now that um is stupid, very dumb. Um, the uh, the morons got enough votes or not not enough votes, but enough signatures to get a special recall election happening, to which literally the ballot just says yes or no to the recall. Uh, I'm voting no because it's a waste of our time. But um, 
part of the recall has actually brought a source of comedy. So uh, for anybody listening, what we're going to do today is... um, I can't believe I lost that fucking article. Hang on one second, y'all. Yeah, I know. I fucked that up. There we go. I found it. Uh, What we're going to do is... uh, Basically... We're going to talk about what if. We're going to talk about episode two, which is called What If T'Challa Became Star-Lord? But first, what I want to do is, if you remember back when uh, Schwarzenegger became the governor of California, there were a lot of candidates on the ballot who didn't deserve to be even remotely a politician. Um, some of those were like, uh, uh, there was a porn star that wanted to. Uh, there were a few uh, just absolute fucking, what I like to call chads just brain dead fucking frat boys, if you will. Um, And even Gary Coleman was on the ballot. Um, Unfortunately, Schwarzenegger won and it was a detriment to the state, but that's besides the point. I was looking at the list of candidates and their statements because their statements are fucking funny. There are 42 candidates, I think is what I read or what I saw. Um, And most of them are fine. Like, it's it's the, their description of themselves is very plain. It's like what you'd put on a resume or some shit. But there's a few that can crack me up. Caitlyn Jenner, go away. Um, so this woman named Holly, Holly Bad or Bade, she just writes leadership for brighter tomorrow. That's it. No description of who she is, where she came from, what her job is. Just that. Just that one sentence. Um. Let me find one that I found extremely funny. There's this guy named David Hilberg who uh, he's a Republican, but he looks like he's just like he has a farm or not even a farm, but like a small ranch in rural California someplace. And he just it, like his last sentence is uh, uh, we've all had enough of it. Had enough of what there, David? What are you talking about? But one of my favorites is Angeline. No last name. Just one name like a stripper's name, if you will. And her thing is it says, (laughs) Angeline Billboard Queen, icon, experienced politician. Experienced in what, Angeline? No, nothing, huh? Just, just I'm experienced. Great, great, great. Um, (laughs) This guy, (laughs) so this gentleman right here, his name is Jeremiah Jeremy, uh, Marniac, no party preference. So not tied to any any party. And his description just says, search YouTube. (laughs) Just search YouTube. Fucking kills me. Like, I'm sorry, bud. If I'm looking to who I want to vote for, that's not how you do that. Uh, Where's the one that fucking, that made me laugh really hard? (laughs) There he is. This guy's name is Dan... Uh, I'm going to say Kip Lovitz or Kappa Lovitz. He's with the Green Party. That's his picture. Oh, and his, wow. description, his description is one sentence. Can you see it? Can you read it? Can you dig it? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just uh, can you dig it? Oh, fucking so good. Uh, where's the... There was another one that had me laughing. Hold on, let me find it. Oh, <laughs> this this gentleman. Uh, 
Adam Popigan, his description just says, love you. Yeah. There it is. Just love you. Okay. Fuck, dude. It's so, it's so funny. I absolutely love it. I mean, I hate that we have to go through this recall election, but reading those was fucking killing me. Like, and, and some of the descriptions on other ones, I'm not going to go through them because it's just too much, are uh, just basically like them bitching about politics in general. Not like talking about where they came from or their background, just I'm angry. And, and dude, like there's a part of me that doesn't want the recall because I know it's going to piss off a lot of people and that's going to be great the people I want to piss off. But there's another part of me that kind of wants the recall just because I want to hear them debate. Like, I, I want to hear that so bad. It's like it's like that uh, presidential candidate we get every year that wears a boot on his head. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. no. Oh, my God. Hang on. Um, this is a California thing. For presidential candidate that wears a boot on his head. Vermin Supreme. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, Vermin Supreme is fucking, is hilarious. So. Um, yeah, I don't know his background or anything like that. I just know he's... They say he's a satirist, but... Mm, He's ran for president quite a few times. <laughs> I don't know what he's satirizing, but okay. All right. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to go through that. I just thought that was funny. I wanted to share it. Um, like I said earlier, everybody, we're going to be talking about uh, What If Episode 2, which is What If uh, T'Challa Became a Star-Lord. That's the name of the episode. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll just get into that, I guess. Um. So I'd like to start this conversation off with uh, uh, this was absolutely fucking amazing. I loved everything about this episode. Hmm. Um, for a lot of reasons. So we're talking spoilers, right? We're going to get to spoilers. Because yeah. I don't know how to talk about this without spoilers. Yeah. Um, as we stated last week, or as I, I, I stated last week, I'm, I'm a big fan of What If. I've read them since I was young. And one of my favorite things about What If is that that small change changes a lot. Changes almost everything. Um, and that was showcased in this episode. Um, the funniest thing to me was that Thanos was no longer like who he was. That we know of him in the movies. Uh Literally, like, T'Challa had just a good argument, and that changed his mind. But... Yeah, the fact that, you know, it was a repeating theme, too, was kind of amusing. Yeah. Uh, everyone fucking killed it with the acting this this episode. I the didn't... Voice I didn't, acting? Yeah. I thought it was kind of weak. Really? From who, though? Uh, how do you say his name? Jimin Hensauer. I thought he was terrible. Oh, I don't. I don't agree at all. I thought. Um, I thought he was just hamming it up to play with uh, 
uh, Chadwick. The whole episode, he was he was cracking me up. Like the fact that that T'Challa was such a good Ravager and Star Lord that he was able to do what he did um, in the galaxy as a whole. And uh, there were so many people that were fans of his that didn't even fucking like knew who he was immediately. And, and uh, that, that shit was just fucking, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, I do have to say, I felt like this one was, you had to stretch for some of it. I mean, like the whole fact that they picked up T'Challa instead of Peter Quinn. Why would you not still go pick up Peter Quinn? Because, you know, that was kind of, or Quillen, whatever. Um, That was your whole storyline to begin with. I mean, you know, your storyline just kind of changed a little bit when you picked up the wrong kid. What if you, what would have happened if you'd also picked up Peter? I mean, that's what I would have, I mean, again, it was just a bit of a stretch for me. This is what I I have to tell people this all the time. This is what I love about what if, um, what if is written by somebody who wanted to tell that specific story and, uh, what if isn't inherently Canon, at least it's not normally Canon. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And your what if story, Betty, would have been a bit different than what you saw here, I assume. Oh, absolutely. And um, and that's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's what I love about what if is it's not. It doesn't have to follow any kind of formula and can just be whatever the fuck it wants to be. And I understand that. Again, I'm not saying, you know, oh, it was too much. I'm just saying there was a lot of stretch for this. What if, you know, for me personally, I felt like there was a lot of stretching for this. What if there's always a lot of stretching. What if I, I gotta, I well, gotta be honest you know, with you. So. The, the first one, you know, her decision to stay in the room, that's more of a butterfly effect type of thing to me that that's more, I mean, picking up the wrong kid who also happens to be, you know, future King of Wakanda. That's like, that's a, that's a big butterfly. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that that was something that I, I think is important about what if, and and sometimes I wish they had more time to do it, but um, if you have that that situation where T'Challa is now in space, you saw the some the somewhat of a butterfly effect of him like stopping Thanos from being who he was, and um, the collector then hired the the the. Um, not Blackguard. Is it Blackguard? Is that what their name? Yeah. Uh, the Black him, Order. Black Order. Thank you. I knew it was a guard. Uh, him hiring the Black Order. And then uh, um, there's a few other things you saw in space with his with his, his, uh, the effect of him being there. Um, but we didn't see what it was like back on Earth, or at least back in, in Wakanda. And um, they, they did show that to an extent at the very end. But... Um, you know, like him, T'Challa going into space in 1988 would have eventually stopped uh, the invasion of New York. That would have never happened. 
So oh, yeah, I mean, again, this is a big butterfly with big wings that made a lot of big changes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you don't really get to see all that all the time, especially with them with, with what if, uh, for example, I read a, what if the other day that I was, I was really interested in it was, uh, what if, um, flash Thompson got bit by the radioactive spider instead of Spider-Man and it followed mainly flash Thompson. It did eventually get to Peter Parker and, um, there was a whole thing where flash like full on hit the guy running out of the, the, the arena with the. That was the wrestling guy. Um, uh, the, there was, I, I don't know if you know the story to that, but if, you, if you've seen the very, very first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, they, they, they touch upon it a little bit. But the idea is a robber ran out of the building that the wrestling match happened in. Peter didn't stop because he didn't get paid. And that robber went on to kill Ben, Uncle Ben. Well, uh, Flash stopped that robber. So Ben never died. But... Peter was then taking care of his Aunt May and Uncle Ben the best that he could without having superpowers, obviously. And Aunt May needed a specific medicine um, to which, like, Flash agreed to help or something to that effect, but without telling Peter it was Flash. It was a whole thing. But with Peter not having the powers, like, things changed for Peter dramatically. But also Peter not being Spider-Man and being a Flash instead would have had, had some repercussions on the whole Marvel Universe. As, as I saw a video the other day of a dad explaining to his son, like throw that lake into the, or throw that rock into the lake. You see that ripple, like every good and bad deed you have has a ripple effect on everything. And this is the butterfly effect you're talking about. What if almost never touches on the larger aspect? It's always the smaller aspect all the time. Oh, um, I, I don't feel like I was getting to that point. You know, I mean, again, it, to me, it was just a matter of, you picked up the wrong kid. That wrong kid happened to have a very big quake in the Marvel universe. Because again, like you said, we were following him and you can see how much of a quake he's made just by who is with him and how they treat him, you know, and it, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more so trying to, to get you in the right mindset that like every episode is going to be like this. That's all. Oh, absolutely. Again, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying that I found okay. it based on what I know. It felt like they were, they picked up a really big butterfly and threw it in after, you know, the first episode was a very small butterfly, which are usually the changes that we typically encounter where well, there are big butterflies and they make, you know, big motions, but I, I, you know, it was just weird to go from the small butterfly to the really big butterfly in the next episode. I mean, again, I still think it was a good episode. I thought the voice acting was fine. I thought the, you know, the comedy was there. It was good. But it was just, it was a bit stretchy for me. You know. I got you. Nothing wrong with that. I just, I. But I it's also I... going to play into the rest of this, I guess, as well. Because, you know, we had that ending with. Peter and his dad. So, you um, that, right? I think that's I think that's a that's a big maybe on that. Just just because I think they were just showing that. I don't think I don't think it had. Well, um, it, it does give you an intonation of how things would have changed drastically. Right, like like uh, Watcher said that the Earth would have been in peril because of that. Yeah. So, um. What I think we're going to see, Thanos, but you know there is it power right. vacuum. Somebody else will step in to take his place. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's also one of the things I love about the What If comics is that 
there are certain things that continue regardless certain things that keep happening. Um, what do you call that? Parallels? Like certain things that are always constant. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I fucking love this episode. I dearly, I, uh, it was, it was, I didn't think anybody was a bad voice actor. Maybe, maybe a little bit of, um, oh, what's his ass? The guy that plays the collector. Benicio del Toro. Yeah, Benicio del Toro, just a little bit, but not too much. I also saw an animation error with him, by the way. Unless I can spot that shit a mile away. Um, he had his bracelet off of his arm, his his uh, left arm, and then when he was being attacked in the while he was still in that little cage, he had it suddenly back on his arm. <laughs> I was like, "Oops, uh, whoopsie do!" But that's. That's animation for you. That happens all the time. Oh, it happens in yeah. real movies too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, I I, I loved how uh, Gamora wasn't even in it because she wouldn't have been. Um, Thanos obviously didn't go to that planet. Yeah. And uh, recruit her, and then we got we got Nebula that looks like comic book Nebula because she wasn't fucked up by all the modifications that Thanos made her. Maybe yeah, not exactly like comic book, but she looks a bit like Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to correct that. Not like comic book Gamora because comic book Gamora had like black hair or darker Nebula. hair. Nebula, sorry. Um, yeah, that was. I was like, whoa, Smurfette. <laughs> Calling Chachala Chacha was great. Like, they clearly had a history there. It was awesome. The one, yeah, I the, thought the Black Order aliens were pretty cool looking. Yeah, they they uh, did a fucking excellent job of making them look like exactly like the movie counterpart. But then again, you know, they're all animated to, to from the from the get. So, you know. Yeah, I, but they did a good job. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Um, the only two I can ever remember the names of are Proxima Midnight and Ebony Maw. Right. <laughs> same here. 100% same here. Um, well, besides besides uh, uh, the voice actor of the... of um, My brain's not hitting it. What did you think, Maya? Eh. Really? I didn't care for it. As, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first episode. I really didn't. I, I don't. I don't think I really liked this episode much at all. And I know I'm probably in the minority. I have an honest question for you: Is is like when something is is meant to be a comedy? Does it just not land as much for you? Like in yeah. terms of superheroes? Yeah. And I think that's what it was. The whole. I mean, if that's what it was, it makes sense. I, I really think that's what it was. I mean, just it was too. Uh, I mean, it was a comedy. It was straight up a comedy. It was straight up, yeah. And it just did not land for me at all. I mean, it it, it fits your profile of not liking Ragnarok and Su- and the Suicide Squad. So, at I least you're consistent. <laughs> I still need to rewatch Ragnarok and give it another chance, but you know, that's the thing though. I enjoy the guardians of the galaxy movies, but to me, they're not straight up comedies. There's comedic elements to them. Whereas 
you know, this was more of a straight up comedy with superhero elements to it. I don't inherently agree with you on that. I, I got to admit, I don't. I I see Guardians one and two as both comedies. Yeah. Uh, but action for comedy. some reason, for some reason, those two work better for me though than the other examples we've given. But yeah, yeah. this one just didn't land for me. I, I really did think I thought Michael Ricker's voice acting was bad. Wow, I disagree. I really do. I thought he did a stellar job. And I'm a Michael Rooker fan. But oh, I think here. I think the voice acting was weak in this. And I you know, I don't think it's anything against the actors themselves. I think it was the the style of the director. How they uh, how they wanted the voice acting to be delivered. I think that's where I have fault with it. I think it's more in the delivery and the execution of the voice acting than the actual voice acting itself. The over-the-topness, okay. the quick, the really, really quick quips and not a lot of pauses in between. I, I just... For some reason, it was a little too fast-paced in the dialogue, and the dialogue didn't land for me. I don't know. I just, I just think this was a subpar episode compared to the first one. That's interesting. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise that I almost completely disagree with you, but no, yeah. no, no surprise That's at the all. Point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting. That's yeah, because like the. I totally get the 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 difference in opinion on like comedy within the MCU or just superhero things in general or whatever. That's that's one thing. But the fact that you and I completely heard different voice acting uh, qualities, that's the thing that I'm like stuck on right now. I'm like, wow, that's because it didn't sound bad to me at all. Um, like I said, Benicio del Toro kind of delivered a few lines that I felt were not as fun or as whimsical as when he played the 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 collector and the um guardians um yeah he's kind of, more like he was just basically reading the script and not putting any emotion into it or you know, i wouldn't say that it felt like not emotion not, not not emotion per se but you know how his eccentricities that he uh that he did visually in the first Guardians movie. Yeah, there is there is that 100%. I will agree with you there. But I was going to say, the, the one thing that came across to me that he was what he was trying to do, or at least this was the intent, was that this was a more evil version of the Collector. True. So that's that's where I was picking up on that. But um, I don't know. I I, uh, I thought fucking Chadwick did an amazing job. Um, I do agree he did a great job. Uh, Karen Gillian did a great job. I agreed with that as well, but I think uh, everybody else outside of those two, I think, fell flat for me. See, I thought Josh Brolin, I thought was fantastic. I thought he fucking killed it again as Thanos, but in this new version of Thanos. Uh, and um, what's his name? Who plays Drax? Did a great job. I mean, not Fred Tetsuori or however you say his last name. That's why it was great. Okay, that makes sense. For a yeah, it wasn't. Like it wasn't. It wasn't Dave Batista. 
No, it was not. No. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, oh, <laughs> Sean Gunn, homemate. Like, I don't think you're a great actor to begin with. Um, like, you do a great job with what you do to help your brother in in certain aspects. Uh, I but... think he's. I think he's a great Craglin. He's a great Craglin on screen, and he definitely is a. He's a better actor on screen with that than he was in the voice. Yes. Um, but I didn't think it was so bad that it was distracting, but that's also because Craglin didn't have a shit ton of lines to begin with. So it didn't, it wasn't as bothersome, um, as like, let's say fucking Bucky's from episode one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the guy who played Taserface was killing me. That was, he did a great job, but how hard does it just sound kind of angry and, and gravelly, you know? Not very. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't enjoy it as much as we did, but you know, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe the next episode you'll like more, but it does involve Loki. So, what's the next episode? I don't know the the title of it. I just know it's it's like been dubbed as Loki on Earth. So, ah, yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, this I know that. I know that like people have talked about like which episodes are coming out, um, and uh, all episodes of what if? Wow, that, I just have to type in all episodes, and that's what came up. Um, episode one, Captain Carter. No, this is this is incorrect. Well, we're getting one that's Iron Man and Killmonger together. Yeah. One that's uh, Marvel Zombies, and they and they the writer has said that it's that Marvel Zombies is going to be closer to its uh, to the comic book counterpart of Marvel Zombies, which was written by the same guy who did Walking Dead, um, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, thank you. Uh, but as somebody had pointed out, a lot of aspects of Marvel Zombies, the comic book, use Silver Surfer and Galactus and the Fantastic Four quite extensively, which don't exist in the MCU yet. So what they're probably going to do is um, make this closer to like the Marvel zombies defeating Thanos. Like that's the invader that comes to the planet. But we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Um, let's see. T'Challa Star-Lord. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about, but I'm just going to go ahead and use a different fucking article because I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about. I know that, uh, oh, Seth Green voicing Howard the Duck was fucking perfect, by the way. Yeah, I had no idea Howard the Duck was part of the Marvel Universe. Yep. Because <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, and Jeff's like, oh, it's Howard the Duck. I was like, the Howard the Duck? He's like, yeah. I was like, He's part of this. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's actually in both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <gasps> I don't remember it. It doesn't stand out for me. But you know, again, it's, I don't think he spoke. Did he speak? Yes, he spoke in both. Okay, uh, but it was a post-credit scene uh, at the end of the first movie, um, and then. Uh, in the second movie when Yondu and the Ravagers are on that 
uh, frozen planet in the bar. Howard's at one of the tables with a couple of females, and mm. he's hitting on them or something like that. I have to watch again. I don't remember his exact lines, but he did have one brief line in both movies. Pretty sure. I was like, I remember him in the post credit scene, but that that's it. I have to go back and watch number two to, or at least find that scene on, on YouTube or something. But yeah, I've 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 known, I've known that Howard Duck was part of the MCU because of the, um, the 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 cards that I got as a kid, uh, and then I found out that there was a movie, so that was fun. I remember going and seeing that movie in the theaters the same day I saw the Transformers animated movie. Um, wow. Talk, talk about a day filled with disappointment for a 10-year-old. Yeah. You see one of the worst movies of all time, and then you see one of your favorite characters just get eviscerated and killed on screen 15 minutes into a movie. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> It's a bad day. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, why don't we go ahead and give this episode a a grade? Um, and we'll. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about today, but we can if you guys have ideas. Uh, Betty, why don't you go ahead and go first? Uh, I would give it a B plus. Um... Again, I, I like the story. I found it very interesting. Again, I just found that for me personally, with what knowledge I have of the MCU, it just uh, felt like it was, a you know, again, we went from a little butterfly to a really big ass butterfly. And I was like, whoa, shock. Was not expecting that. You know, I thought this is going to be maybe an ease into a big butterfly situation. No, they just smacked it right in there. Episode two. I was like, okay. You know, but again, I liked it. I thought the voice acting was good. Um, I still like the um, the style, the animation style. I mean, again, I liked it. Uh, so B plus. What about you, Maya? I'll give it a C minus. I just um, the the story is eh, it was just ho hum. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. Uh, the voice acting itself, while some of the voice acting was st- strong performances from the actual actors, others was uh, uh, other performances were very uh, subpar. And I think overall, the actual voice direction was off. Uh, that's just for me personally. And as a result, I got to give it a C minus. Um. I, I polar opposite of Maya. Well, not polar opposite. Um, this was a a like not a plus, but just a. Uh, I loved everything about this. I loved the direction that it it took in regards to asking the question and then kind of running with it and just having fun. Um, I found it to be much funnier than the first episode, much more entertaining than the first episode. Uh, don't be wrong. Loved watching Peggy fucking just annihilate. Nazi after Nazi after Nazi, but um, the idea that T'Challa is such a fucking leader and such a great character to begin with that he was able to change Thanos's mind um, and and make the galaxy better overall. Uh, I I don't think that I, I don't agree that the voice acting was bad. Um, 
I thought it was very well done. Uh, uh, also, the the nice little touch at the end, you know, the to commemorate to Ch- or, um, Chadwick. Oh yeah, yeah, got me a little bit. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I found the list, by the way, of the episode titles, the leaked titles, and I use quotations because it's not the actual title. But so um, episode three is called Loki on Earth. I don't know what the what if will be. Episode four is Dark Doctor Strange, which will probably be the Doctor Strange Supreme that we've seen in the toys. Episode five is Party Thor. Uh, Episode six is Tony Stark and Killmonger. Episode seven is Marvel Zombies. Episode eight is Tony Stark on Sakaar. And then episode nine is Infinite Ultron. Hmm. So... So if I were to guess, Loki on Earth is like, what if Loki won the Battle of, of New York? Uh, episode four of Dark Doctor Strange is probably something along the lines of like, what if it was, uh, I can't think of her name, but Doctor Strange's girlfriend that died. Um not him, you know, like what if, what if his entire goal of doing this was to resurrect her, like using necromancy instead of just being a magician, uh, a, a sorcerer. Hmm. But that's a guess. I, I don't know. Uh, party Thor is probably like, you know, what if Thor wasn't um, like, what if he didn't go and attack? Uh, what's it called? Um, Jotunheim in the episode or in the first movie. Like what if he was just stayed in Asgard and partied, you know? Uh, Tony, the the big Thorbowski, the big. There you go. Uh, I think um, Tony Stark and Killmonger is obvious. Like, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark in you know before the first Iron Man movie? Uh, Marvel Zombies is obvious. I don't know how they're going to bring the the virus in to change everyone to zombies. Uh, Tony Stark and Sakaar, no fucking clue how they're going to do that. Not even an inkling. Because like the way that I know how the MCU worked is how would Tony get to Sakaar in the fucking first place? So what butterfly effect they're going to use to make that a thing, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to it. And then Infinite Ultron. I have to imagine that Infinite Ultron is like, is what if Ultron was able to get Vision's body? Hmm. That's what I think is going to happen with that. So We'll see. We shall see. see. But I'm excited regardless. I like I said, oh, yeah. I, what if is one of my favorite fucking comic book series like that I ever I just love it to death. So the fact that we're getting this with MCU, I'm still just like more of this. And 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 that's the great thing about this show too is it can go on indefinitely. Like yeah, yeah, uh, you know, not every story is going to land for everybody, and right. you know, despite today's not really landing for me, I'm still looking forward to future episodes of this. You know, I want to see more. I just, for some reason, today just didn't hit. I, I, I hate that right. it didn't. That's all right. I mean, it, it's like you said, it's 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 not always going to land for everybody, and but that's also the great thing about what if is that each story is going to be so different than the last one that it doesn't really matter if it lands or not to an extent because next week could be totally fucking different for you. Yeah. And totally different for me. So 
like there's some what if comics that I think are absolute garbage. So there's that too. But um, it's like we've been watching American Horror Stories, which is the new one they have out, and then they're yeah. each episode is a different story. And we've liked most of them except for episode five. <laughs> we both have one episode that we're like, nah, we're not digging this one. Didn't stick. Yeah, but the rest of them, yeah, they've been pretty good. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think we all have when you've got those anthology type stories, you know, just kind of put into a series like that. I think there's we're all going to have certain ones that just don't resonate with us as much as the others might. Right. And, and Maya, we found your first one. So. And again, for me, it was, I was like, okay, but I'll go with it. You know, this is what <laughs> if. So, you know, we're just talking really big butterfly. <laughs> I, I think the thing that I really, uh, that resonates with me about what if is I, I do that in my head to begin with. So to see it come to fruition in an animated form or like a full on like comic book that is produced is, is just, it, it's, it's just fun. Um, I think at the end of the day, we all kind of do it with whatever we enjoy. Um, like, uh, you know, what if fucking uh, Walter White, you know, uh, uh, like what if, what if Jesse was shot in the first episode of, of, of Breaking Bad and Walter had to deal with his death? Like what the fuck would have happened next, you know? Um, or, or let's think of a different show. Like, uh, oh, here's a good one. Um, J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek movies are what-ifs. It's just a what-if. Yeah. Well, again, I, like I've said, women do this all the time. I don't know how often men do it, but we play I personally the what-if game with all our, you know, with our lives and with things we know. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I know in this house we do it a lot. Uh, well, what if this movie had gone this way instead of that way or what if history had gone this way or that way you know because yeah. it's, it's fun to conjecture how things might be different under different circumstances you know yeah. uh, man in the high tower was a take on what the US would be like if the Nazis had won <laughs> yeah yeah, that was yeah pretty much what I thought so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was man in the high castle or man in the high castle yeah I, I knew what you meant I did um, I was confused for a second. I was like, wait, that's on Amazon <laughs> Prime, right? I need to watch that. I never have. Yeah, it's I haven't a slow either. burn. It's a slow burn. That's what I've been told. It's you gotta have patience with it. Um, you have to have a lot of patience to watch that. It's kind of like reading Moby Dick. Eh, it's not bad, but God, it's slow. Well, like the game Wolfenstein is basically a what if. Um, the uh, what was the other show that I that was a what if? Fuck, I'm drawing a complete blank. Oh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a show, it was a game. There's a game called um, Homefront. That is, uh, what if uh, North Korea figured out how to properly attack the United States and, like, disable us? So that's a fun what if, I, I guess. Uh, the game kind of sucks ass, but that's what's Well, hell, Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah, Red Dawn's a what if movie. But that's, you know, I, again, that's what I fuck. Like, I try to do this with my dad all the time. I'm just like, you know, like what, where, have you ever thought about dad? Like where your life would be if you didn't have that knee injury in football? I don't like to play that game. All right. Sour grapes. No shit. 
Um, and I do it with like other stories too. It doesn't even have to just be history or like our personal lives. Like, like I do it, I do it with other um, forms of media that I, that I have enjoyed that I've thought about a thousand and one fucking times because I just love it. And uh, it's just fun. It's just, you get to be super fucking creative and you get to think about aspects of like, and that's another thing. Some, you know, people doing that, people doing what ifs in their mind have created to have gone on to create some great fucking novels or at least successful novels. I couldn't say they're great, but like one that pops into my head and I'd say I'd argue none of it's really great per se, but um, basically like Twilight. Twilight's a big what if. I don't remember from what, but I know that it was. What if she could actually write an entertaining story? That is, that is, yes. Um, well like 50 shades of gray is a is a is a sexual what if of twilight that fucking cracks me up that little nice little butterfly effect there it's a uh, what of twilight um it's a uh, so she was writing she was writing a, a erotic fan fiction of twilight and she thought oh this is getting popular popular on on the on the websites that she was putting it on so she just decided to write her own book and change all the names and locations and that's 50 shades of gray isn't that I've wild i've not seen it i mean again i don't read stuff like that so it's uh, for, not yeah it's not my wheelhouse to, to watch or anything i'm just like if, no. it, <laughs> if it counts for anything i haven't i haven't read 50 shades of gray myself but i have listened to um Gilbert Goffrey read excerpts from Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, that's as close as I've gotten, and that's fucking hilarious. I bet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually heard about a uh, a butterfly effect or ripple effect, if you will, that um, led to Obama's presidency. So uh, the guy that was running against Obama in... Um, the uh i think it was governor race or senate race one of the two um in uh his home state which i can't remember off the top of my head uh illinois, illinois thank you the reason that obama won wasn't necessarily because he was the best politician per se it was because the guy he was running against was married to jerry ryan of star trek and jerry ryan had uh basically call him out for cheating or something to that effect. And uh, so people didn't want to vote for him and immediately like he dropped out, which meant that Obama won, which then led to his presidency. How fun is that? Jerry Ryan from fucking Star Trek and other things that I can't think of. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's those little dominoes. Yeah. You just change one thing. It's so much fun. I love doing it. It's like, it. I, I wonder about things like, well, you know, what if humans had domesticated foxes instead of dogs? Wolves. There you go. You know, because they have found, like, um, graves with pet foxes from, like, 8,000 years ago. It's like, why didn't we keep that? Why did, why did we not continue on that route with foxes but we did with wolves? Could you imagine if in their right mind would ever want a pet fox? You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, here's, here's my thought. Here's my thought on that: is that humans have had such a adverse effect on on dogs because of 
us having you know wolves as pets and whatnot can you imagine like what the pug version of a fox would look like? i know that's what i'm trying to sit here it's like well we have the same like amount of breed difference that we have with dogs i mean how would this have turned out because they've actually discovered that foxes that live around london take on more canine appearances over time yeah you know yeah. and i'm like that's, that's so funny that's crazy to think about, you know. It's like, what, imagine, if, what if Hitler got accepted into art school? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they probably, probably be, wouldn't have been as so angry. You know, <laughs> I there'd mean, probably be a lot more Jews around. If that's okay, we still have Israel one. as a state today. I mean, these are things you wonder about. It's, <sighs> it's like, wow, this this is a huge thing. It's like. Yeah, I play the what-if game all the time. So. Oh, yeah, same here. I fucking I adore it. I think that's probably why when I found the comic for the first time, I was just like, wait the fuck a minute. Yeah. I do this in my brain. <laughs> Hi, uh, but, um, but, yeah, so so I think, I think it's safe to say that we're going to continue being excited for what-if because we, yeah. don't, we don't know how each episode's going to go. And that's what's fun about it, you know. Yeah. And because again, that's that was a big leap for me, and I was like, "Whoa!" They just threw me in the deep end. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, "Okay," but again, it, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, and, th and there, there will be some like throw you in the deep end type of what ifs. Like, uh, there are what if issues in the comic that are if you didn't read the big event that happened recently, like you're not going to get it. So in the comic for for Civil War. Um, after it ended, there was a big what if that was two stories in one. It was uh, what if um, Tony had died instead of Captain America? And what if uh, Captain America won the Civil War? And yada, yada. Um, and the way that they did it in the comic was interesting. It wasn't the Watcher telling the story. It was like somebody else talking to Tony. Because Tony was like standing over Steve's grave. Um, but if you didn't read fucking Civil War... It was like, whoo, straight over your head. And I feel like some of those issues, some of these, these episodes are going to be like that. They're going to be like, if you didn't watch all the way up to this point or so, like if you didn't watch uh, um, at least up to uh, Age of Ultron, I imagine that Infinite Ultron is going to be very lost on you. But then again, I suppose if you're watching What If, you've, you're probably a big Marvel fan to begin with. So, I mean, that's but. the thing. There's a lot of things that, you know, maybe I haven't known this or that. So I go and look because I'm curious, you know. So I learn with each episode. Yep. There's something to learn, you know, because I'm not as entrenched in this as y'all are. But I like it. So it's captured my attention enough. That's good. It's always fun to share this stuff too. Like something that I don't understand is when people gatekeep the, these, the, the comic books or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's so weird to me. I'm always excited when someone's like, you know what? I wasn't into star Wars, but I'll give it a shot. I'll give it another shot with, you know, through your viewpoint. And then they fucking turn out to love it and arguably become a bigger fan than me. It's great. I fucking love it so much. I get so excited for that stuff. And I just, I don't get why people do it. Like, like I stop gatekeeping. You, when you have more fans of the thing that you enjoy, you get more of that thing. 
That's how this works. Okay, getting loud and getting angry mm -hmm. at fucking fanboys, which it happens. It's justifiable. Fuck fanboys. Hate them. Hate them so much. Um. Well, I didn't have anything else on the docket, but what if today? Um. So either of you have anything that you want to bring up, or do you just want to? Well, what if you did have something else on the docket? Then this episode would be more interesting, I tell you that. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we really don't have anything else, so I guess we'll just uh, we'll wrap it up. Also, I need to get the fuck out of my room and let it not be as smoky, so there's that. Yeah. It's bad in here right now. All of Cal well, there's there's on fire. There's a huge fire that's like 45 minutes away from me. It's burnt 52,000 acres, and it's bad. So it's horrible. Hello. It really is. But them's them's how that that's how California is. So I don't know what to say. Hi, but, Eleanor. All right. Um. Well. Everyone, that's going to do it for us today. Next week will be episode what if, uh, sorry, episode three of what if, which as we stated is just, as we know right now, is just Loki on Earth. It could be what if Loki won the Battle of New York. It could be uh, what if Loki was uh, worthy of Molnir. It could be anything. I, I genuinely have no fucking clue. So, um, uh, so yeah, come back next week. Watch that, watch that and then join us next week when we talk about it. Um, Make sure you're following all the social medias, especially if we decide to add a show or add a movie to next week's discussion. Um, that's where you'll find out. We'll, we'll let you know unless we decide to do it. Like we watched it and then we decide to talk about it right before we record, like we did with the, the Suicide Squad. Um, would, would either of you be uh, okay with adding that Witcher animated movie that comes out this Friday? Or oh, no I'm gonna, yeah, that, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Is that so this I'm week done. or is it next week? Uh, Witcher anime. Uh, that is. Hold on. Okay, here's the Netflix website. Now it's going to the Netflix. app. Monday comes up Monday, so yeah. Would that be okay with you, Benny? If we watch yeah, the Witcher anime, that. comes out Monday. Yeah, I'm <clears> fine <throat> with that. Wait, hold awesome. on. Uh, yeah, the twenty third. So. Yeah, that, uh, it's it's just a standalone movie. It's only going to probably be like ninety minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was going to watch it anyway because I know my dad wants to see it. Yeah, is, I was going to watch it too. So I figured, hey, give us something else to talk about. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, all right, well, there you go, folks. We're in the episode three of What If and The Witcher, Night of the Wolf. What the fuck was it mm -hmm. called? Night of the Wolf. Night of the Wolf. Um, Nightmare of the Wolf. Nightmare of the Wolf. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, so there you go. Those are the two things. Um, and again, uh, make sure you follow the social medias. Uh, I know that Betty wants to uh, start, or she mentioned for us to start uh, uploading memes and junk like that, which is great. Um, so if you have memes you want us to put on our pages, let us know and send it to us and we'll post it up. Uh I think that's it for the social media stuff. Uh, guys, we still have stuff on the Teespring store. And uh, all the proceeds that come from that go right into the podcast. Um, so it helps us out big time when you purchase something. And if you do purchase something, uh, show it off on social media. Send it to us. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll um, 
showcase it wherever we can. And we love seeing you guys wear the stuff or, or you know, just whatever it may be that you have. Uh, do, 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 do. YouTube channel. Um, I need to record a few reviews for the, for the YouTube channel, but uh, that's also where you can find the video version of the podcast. And if you're listening to this on whatever you're choosing to listen to, which is, you know, iTunes or whatever, uh, head on over there, give it a, you know, a subscribe, a follow, a like, a comment, whatever you can. Uh, it's free to you, free to us, and helps us out in the long run. So uh, that's it for that. I don't have anything else to fuck on. Uh, Maya, where folks can find you? Where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. That's a public profile. If you choose to follow me, you can. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, trying to be more proactive on those as well. Uh, they are linked to my Facebook page. Uh, as for uh, other shows, you can catch me on. I'm on two shows on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on a show called Figabangin'. It's a live action figure review show. Uh, and then every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about uh, various uh, news and entertainment and pop culture uh, from the prior week. So that's a lot of fun. That's everywhere you can find me. What about you, Betty? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Betty Badger Ogletree, and you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty. Greg? You can find me on all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, you can also find me uh, talking about video game stuff over on the Mission Start uh, YouTube channel, Mission Start Tubes, or uh, Mission Start Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, I'm going to be working on a review here soon for Mario Golf, so that way Anthony can edit that and put that up. I know that we get stuff out really late, but it's just us two. And I don't have the capability of editing my own shit. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, currently on the YouTube channel is uh, my review for It Takes Two. And I guess Anthony is trying to do stuff for uh, fighting game stuff, including his own little uh, VTuber avatar. So if you're into that, go check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Like I said, again, next week, What If, Episode 3, and The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace, love, and polypops. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>